Anyone who has spent any real amount of time in the Czech Republic and in Prague has noticed that Czechs sure seem to love their dogs. Dogs are allowed everywhere. There are an estimated between 2.3 and 3.5 million dogs in this country, something like 38% of Czechs own dogs, which is significantly high. Not as high as in some other European countries, but still quite high for such a small population. And a recent study shows that more Czechs are considering getting a dog or a second dog during these pandemic lockdown times. To talk about dogs and the Czech Republic, I'm here today with Jack Biart, who runs Jack's Cool Critters outside of Prague in the town of Kadlin up in the north. Hello, Jack. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Hello. I'd like to thank Jack for talking to me today and thank everybody out there for listening to this episode of Prague Times. A city is much more than just a collection of buildings. It's a location, it's a history, it's a culture, it's ideas and ideals, and a city is also, most importantly, the people in it. This is Prague Times, the podcast that takes a look at the city of Prague in the Czech Republic. With more than a thousand years of history, there's a lot to talk about. We'll talk about the past of Prague, but we'll also talk about the city as it is today, future plans for the city, and much more. It's Prague then, Prague now, and Prague later. And this is Prague Times. So, Jack, you run Cool Critters, which is a pet sanctuary, yes? Yes, it is, for dogs and cats. Mm-hmm. Not a shelter. What's the what's the difference between the two? When you think about shelters, you kind of think of animals in cages. Mm. Um, we try to make animals feel like they're home, basically live in the house. It's kind of a home before they get their forever home. Right, right. So sort of free-range shelter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's They've basically got the freedom of the house. They've got the freedom of the garden. Cats have an outdoor enclosure. And there's quite a bit of property that they have to run around on, I think, yeah? The actual place is on two and a half acres. Oh, no, that's, that's not bad. They don't have the whole run of it because it isn't all fenced. You know, I keep them in. They've got quite a big area to run in the dogs but not the whole area so you're you're about it's about an hour north of Prague the village of Kadlin where you are which is about halfway between Mielnik and Mlada Boleslav uh, just uh, about 60 kilometers north by northeast of Prague how'd you end up there did you think hey i want to do a dog sanctuary and then found a place or did you find a place and then decide to turn it into a dog sanctuary i got the place first of all first of all i started by um wanting to be self-sufficient so i had goats and sheep and pigs and ducks and chickens so it's a real farm it's like a real farm yeah and i grew all my own vegetables fruit bushes etc and i did my own carpentry i just wanted to learn, do things on my own, really, and try to be as self-sufficient as possible. Now, why the Czech Republic? Why not back in England? I decided to look for a, a summer vacation house in Europe. And then that's kind of turned into your permanent house. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, actually, I saw the house online for sale. I fell in love with the house mm. and I came out here and just bought it. And I had no intentions of staying here. It was just going to be for summers. Um, and it just turned out that I ended up staying here. I just I just love it here. It's a pretty small place, Cadeline, yeah? Uh, yeah, it's tiny. It's like 120 people in the village. Maybe a few more now. I was looking, I was looking at it uh, on Google Maps and there is one pub and it is literally just called Hospoda. Oh, that's closed down now. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> that was the that was the one place you could go and meet people in the village, and they closed down about six months ago. Uh, well, maybe it'll reopen someday soon. Well, I hope so. If not, perhaps that could be a second project for you. No, I haven't got time for that. <laughs> You're pretty busy there uh, at uh, Cool Critters. How how many dogs and cats do you have generally at, on a, any given day? It really depends. Sometimes um, I think um, the most we've had it is about forty. Um, wow. At the moment, we've got we've got twenty seven altogether. Some cats are in foster care. Most mm. of the dogs are here. I've got one dog in foster care. Yeah, we we have quite a few animals, but. You know, they they get adopted quite quickly. So how do people find uh, this sanctuary, Cool Critters? Do they generally find you through your website? Or I see that you're kind of spread out. You're on YouTube. You're on Facebook. You've actually got a Facebook group. So does it come from all over? Is it word of mouth? How do people find you generally? Do you know? Generally word of mouth. And it is just word of mouth amongst expats and amongst even Czech people are beginning to know us now Mm -hmm. because we have a Czech page as well that's run by Martina. And she basically just transfers all information from the English page to the Czech page. It's all about word of mouth and just spreading our name. So it's a group of, really, it's volunteers that are working up there with you, right? It's me, basically, during the week. And then at weekends, we get volunteers. But also, there's people that have been with me for a long time. And they're more. we're more of a team. Mm-hmm. We're just a bunch of expats and, and Czechs. Just like you have lots of different breeds of animals there you you have lots of different uh, nationalities uh, involved in the sanctuary yeah that's the way that's the way to look at it just yeah from different backgrounds but all the thing we do have in common is we all love animals so the animals that are there How do they come to you? Each one basically has their own story. Mm. Um, We've started to take pups from a couple of shelters that, you know, can't get them adopted. We get some animals that are owner surrenders, some animals that are from cruelty cases. Each one has really like a, a different a different story. Sure, sure, sure. They could come from anywhere. I know that there was a there was a case. Was it two years ago? Three years ago? There was a big puppy mill that was found, and I know some of those dogs ended up uh, at uh, at your establishment. That was before when I was helping another organization. Oh, um, this is that's how I actually really started this. Mm. I took um, a dog as a foster from this puppy mill, and within three weeks. 
weeks, she was able to be rehomed. So I took a second one. I've actually still got him, Lindsay. He's our mascot. He is almost blind. He has no teeth. He um, spins in circles. He's so sweet, but he's still mentally like disturbed from his past. He loves people and he's happy and he's got the best life here. Puppy mills are an awfully big problem in the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. So you have Lindsay. Uh, I, I see on your website you have four permanent residents. You've got Lindsay and then you've got Fenia. She's 17 years old. She's When she came to me, she was 18 kilos. She's mm. now over 21 kilos. She loves her food. And then you've got two permanent cats. You've got Olivia and Lumpik. Yes, <laughs> Lumpik. <laughs> oh, Lumpik. There's a really funny story about him because his first name was Strongbow. When he was taking bets and he was like, they didn't expect him to survive. They um, got a case of Strongbow cider in and they decided because he was resilient that they would call him Strongbow. And then <laughs> then he became Lumpik, which means, I suppose, like a naughty elf or something like this. But it really suits him. He goes regularly to the vets because... Um, he has to be squeezed to pee. And oh, really? Yeah. He can't pee on his own. And he's basically, he doesn't know when he's going to poop. Mm. So he's a poop machine. <laughs> and one one day at the vets, this nurse that doesn't speak English walked by and she said, Hellboy. So he's become Hellboy now. He terrifies <laughs> the vets and he terrifies the nurses. It takes, if he gets the vaccination, it takes three of us to pin him down. So he's because he's just so wild or is it just the the sudden unexpected incontinence? Oh, he's not wild at all. He's really friendly. He's really mm. super. He just hates the vets. I've got animals that love going to the vets. Some of my dogs, they love getting in the car because they know they're going to the vets. And when they <laughs> get to the vets, they're just so happy. So how does a person uh, adopt an animal through you? I'm assuming you must have some kind of a process where you kind of check the people out and make sure that they're not, you know, jerks. Well, we start off, um, you have to fill in an adoption application, Mm -hmm. which just gives us an idea of kind of your home, what you're looking for, what experience you have with animals. Mm -hmm. And then we invite people here to meet them, meet the animals. A lot of it is gut feeling. We don't adopt to anybody that we just don't feel comfortable with. So someone comes in wearing paramilitary gear and punching the air a lot, probably not going to give them a cat or a dog. (laughs) So be warned, folks, dress dress smart when you go. It's not just like my decision. We've got a team of about four or five people and we'll discuss it between us. I mean, the last decision obviously falls on me, but I do take information from other members of the team. I ask their opinions, you know, and I don't think we've got it wrong yet. And of course, the the animal itself. I mean, if the animal clearly, just for whatever reason, dislikes somebody, probably not a good matchup. Oh, we would never, never, ever give an animal that didn't like somebody to somebody. It, right. it just doesn't work like that. Mm. You know, the, the connection, it has to be a connection there for sure. Mm. 
Now, you also have a virtual adoption program. What is that? Tell me about that. People can't always adopt animals, but they want to help. Mm. And the animals that are in our adoption program are ones that need extra care. So Mm. they need extra money. For example, Lumpic, he needs special digestive food because Mm. of his problems. Fenia needs, I give her like CBD oil because she's old and it's for her limbs and her bones and if she's having any pain or arthritis. We generally put the animals that stay here for a long time and ones that need just extras. We send videos and pictures and information mm. that we don't give to anybody else each month about the, the animal that people adopt. And I think people like to have a connection with an animal. They like to know that they're helping that that one animal to have something that it wouldn't have otherwise. And it's an individual uh, relationship too, even if it is at a distance. Sure. You know, I remember people, they really want to come and see their animal. Sure, um, really? Yeah. You know, they support the animal every month and they get all the information every month. But the one thing they want to do is come and see the animal. They can't always always because of you know obviously um some people adopt a a distance we've got people from the uk that virtually adopt we've got Mm. people from america that virtually adopt they can't come and visit them also with with like covid now we're we're so limited on people that can actually come here and it's a real shame because it's the animals that miss out So obviously during lockdown, people are uh, more socially isolated from one another. Have you seen an increase in adoption requests during this, uh, during the year 2020 and during all of this COVID stuff? Mm, definitely. I think especially with dogs. But mm. Czech, as you said before, Czech Republic is really a dog country. They love their dogs. Every week we get applications. We've got, I can't remember exactly, but I think it's about 130 adoption applications. Have you ever just run out? Have you ever been like, yep, we're all out of, we're all out of cats and dogs. Sorry, guys. (laughs) No, no, it's really strange because I think over Christmas, I only had five dogs here. Yeah, five dogs and like, they're not for adoption because that count, that's Fenia, Lindsay, Mm -hmm. Marley, but you know, they weren't for adoption. So then you haven't got any dogs for adoption, but then you get asked to take another three or another two or another five. I could be sitting here now and go to my messages and I'll have somebody ask me if I can take X amount of dogs or X amount of cats. So words getting out like you're you're a known uh, destination now for uh, keeping these animals healthy and safe and finding them permanent homes. Yeah, sure. Um, yesterday, I think, or the day before, we had a woman get in contact with us from Malada Boleslav, which is only like half hour away. Sure. They've got a colony. Actually, actually closer than Prague. Uh, Malada Boleslav is, yeah, about 25, 30 minutes away. Do you get a lot of Praguers? Lots. Uh, I mean, I assume they all must drive up there, but uh, I mean, I know plenty of Proggers that don't have a car. Do you ever have people go up there on the train or the bus or anything? Well, there's only a bus that comes to the village during the week. Mm. Um, There's no buses at weekends, so that makes it very difficult. There's 
two train stations that are 10 minutes away by car. So we can actually go to the train station and pick people up. But, oh, that's nice. Course, yeah, it's, it's, it's really quite easy. We just go pick them up. They come back. They stay a couple of hours. Then they go back. We take them back. They go back hmm. on the train. But with COVID, you know, you can't social distance in a car. Hmm. And we can't risk our health. So hmm. we can't pick people up with the car at the moment. But when everything bottoms out and goes back to normal, this is, this is a system that's in place and has worked well in the past. Yeah, it's worked really well in the past. There's a train that goes directly from Prague to the nearest uh, train station, which is like 10, 12 minutes drive away. Um, It's an hour from Prague on the train. So people just hop on the train, hop off. We pick them up. We drive them here. They spend their time here and then we take them back. And it works really well. And people can come here. They can clean. They can take dogs for walks. They can chop wood. There's always something to do. There's, it's uh, never a case of there's nothing to do here. And right. There's, if, there's always work for those who are willing. Oh, really, there is. And what's the, what's that nearest train station uh, from Prague? Oh, you're going to get me to say it in my terrible Czech. It's <laughs> Kropachova Vrutica. Kropachova Vrutica. Yeah, that's, that was good pronunciation. You know, it's uh, on the main line between Prague and Mladoboroslav. So it's it's really easy for people to get here. Um, mm. They can go to Mosheno as well, but it's mm. a little bit more difficult. It's more changes. The trains aren't so frequent. Right. Um, and then we found this simple way. And this is the, what we do. So in addition, I mean, obviously you guys, like you said, there's always work to be done around the farm. There's always uh, stuff to do. And you guys are always, like, you need stuff. You need, uh, you'll accept donations, obviously, but you'll also accept stuff as well, right? We call them material donations, and we are super grateful for everything. We always Mm. need cleaning products, like washing liquid for the washing machine, banish for stain removal, because animal stains that happens blankets towels pee pads food lots and there's lots of different ways people can help us right leashes collars oh leashes collars harnesses cat litter trays the the list really is quite long I noticed that you have some supporters listed on your website, like Dogtown, I understand, because they're a sort of high-end dog supply shop. But you also have a bunch of other ones, This, uh, like Click and Feed. What is what is that? Click and Feed is amazing. It's um, a check-run website. Basically, you go on it every day. You click, uh-huh. and they feed a bowl of food to a shelter. And oh. it's really great. Every click is a bowl of food and they distribute Brit food to shelters throughout the Czech Republic. I think you get a choice of what food you can select depending on what what animals you have. So if you've got dogs and you only have medium and large breeds, you tell them that and they will give you literally a pallet of dry food and Brit sausage. You know, wherever you are in the world, it's a Czech website, but it's in English as well. Mm. And at the top of the page, it's got a little remind button. If you click on that, you get an email every day to remind you to click. 
It's amazing. We received our donation from them. I think it was in October and we're still using it and we were super grateful for this mm. food. And you guys also have this system with a, a website called GiveIt, G-I-V-T. Oh, is that how you say it? I'm, I'm assuming it would be GiveIt. I mean, I, I would guess. Oh, I guess it is. I guess it is. I always call it Gift. Oh, or it could be Gift. Oh, that's true. I had not thought about could that. It could be Gift. I always pronounce it Gift. That's another really great website. You just download this little app. And basically, when you shop online, it pops up in the corner and it tells you what percentage the um, seller will give the shelter or sanctuary or whatever. And when you make a purchase, they will give so much of your purchase to the shelter or this charity. It's amazing. Wow. wow, that's nice. So they just take a little bit of their profit and they and they donate it. Yeah, it's, it costs you nothing. Gift or give it, however the heck you pronounce it. It's it's a very worthwhile thing to do, and it's a way for people to help. That's really almost effortless and literally costs them nothing but a second of their time. Literally, it's not even a second because when you go to a website that is actually part of this scheme, the little box pops up in the corner and mm. it says, do you want to donate? It's actually got a scroll down list so you can donate to different organizations. But if mm. you choose to donate to us all the time, then it's just literally you click it and it's done. Boy, how easy is that, right? It's so easy. Now, you guys also have the Cool Critters Flea Market. Uh, is this all stuff that you make and then sell to help sort of support the sanctuary? Well, when we first started out, it was an idea to sell items on there to support the sanctuary. In the UK, we have boot fairs where you go on a Sunday and you buy other people's things that they don't want. So we thought we would do that, but we weren't oh. sure about taxes and where we stood with doing this and we've only just found out in the last week how to actually start doing this so Mm. we'll be setting it up and we'll be starting probably within the next few weeks So I have to ask, who names all the animals? You know, when when they come to us, they kind of, their name just appears. Somebody will say, oh, that looks like a, I don't know, a bonbon or a (laughs) chocolate or a lumpic or cowboy. So, yeah, it's just a a mixture of different people and the names just kind of stick. And they, they get changed as well. For example, one dog that has a name can have like 20 other names as well that you call them like nicknames. Like Maggie, for example. She started off as Maggie and she's Maggie Moo Moo, Fat Mags. Um, She's got, you know, they just get lots of different names. It must be a little bit bittersweet when an animal gets adopted because, you know, I assume you obviously you form at least some kind of a connection to them and then they get adopted and it's like, huh. 
it really, yeah, it's really bittersweet. I mean, sometimes, sometimes when, when one of us gets totally 100% attached to one animal, it's tears. Oh, sure. It's tears, it's tears of sadness that they're moving on, mm-hmm. but it's also tears of joy because, you know, they're moving on to their own wonderful life. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's bittersweet, very bittersweet. Do you get visitation rights? Yeah, too right. <laughs> <laughs> so be- warned folks <laughs> <laughs> yeah i quite often go visit i mean before before the covid i'd quite often go and visit all my old my old wards but i mean now it's now it's just different times and it's that's really sad it's mm. um it will change though of course it will but you know we've been saying for months now it will change it will change and it gets better it gets worse it gets right. better it gets mm. worse and you know we have to be so careful um so for people listening who aren't living here in prague or aren't proggers uh, you have to understand that czechs love their dogs so much they're allowed just about everywhere most restaurants allow them and in fact they all have uh doggy bowls for uh water for dogs that come in sometimes several pubs allow them i've seen them in markets including supermarkets and i've even seen them sometimes in the cinema uh it's it's kind of crazy it's my experience many times dogs are well socialized here very the place that shocked me the most that where dogs could go was the zoo really i was when i went to prague zoo i was i was absolutely shocked there was just so many dogs And I thought, you know, in the UK, you cannot take a dog to the zoo. And I, I was absolutely shocked, really shocked. <laughs> so everywhere, everywhere. I don't, I've never really popped into a church during a service, but uh, I bet you somebody's got a dog stuck in their handbag. <laughs> a chihuahua in a handbag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I'd certainly like to thank Jack for talking to me today. Thank you, Jack. You're welcome. Just one thing I want to say. We are so super grateful for everybody who has supported us mm. because it's difficult. We don't we don't get any money from the state or any money from anything. Um, it's basically only people that believe in us and right. donate to us. And we are super grateful for their support. And uh, there are lots of different ways. We talked about some of them that you can support cool critters. You don't even necessarily have to adopt an animal. Please check the episode notes for links to some of their supporters and all of the different ways that you can assist this, not shelter, but sanctuary that helps transition animals that need a home and are sometimes maybe not in the best of health, nurses them back to health, and then finds them a permanent home. Just be warned that Jack may come visit. <laughs> All right. Thank you for talking to me today, madam. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Prague Times. Thank you for listening to this episode of Prague Times. If you liked this episode, be sure to like it or share it and tell your friends. Check us out on all of our social media platforms for extra goodies as well. Until next time, this has been Prague Times. <laughs>